Thank you for listening to the podcast for Burlingame United Methodist Church, located in Burlingame, California. Each week, we will share a sermon by Reverend Ann Duncan. Thank you for joining us on our journey through the Bible. The Gospel reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. Hear now these words. Jesus went out again beside the lake. The whole crowd gathered around him, and Jesus taught them. As Jesus was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And Levi got up and followed Jesus. And as Jesus sat at dinner in Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Why does Jesus eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. May God add blessing to this reading. In C.S. Lewis's classic children's book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, a young girl named Lucy discovers a new world called Narnia. Lucy had stumbled into Narnia through an ordinary-looking wardrobe. She found a land of fawns, witches, talking animals, and a great lion king. When Lucy returned to our world, she shared her good news with her brothers and sister. It's all right. I've come back. I've been away for hours and hours and had tea and all sorts of things have happened. Unsurprisingly, her siblings were not impressed. They told Lucy, don't be silly. Her discovery of a new reality seemed too fantastic to be true. But Lucy still needed to tell about her new discovery. It's a magic wardrobe. There's a wood inside it, and it's snowing. And there's a fawn and a witch, and it's called Narnia. Come and see. Lucy had walked into a new world. She could not wait to tell others of what she had found. She invited her brothers and sister, come and see. When Jesus called his disciples to follow him, he shared with them the good news. Jesus said to his new friends, come and see, follow me. In today's scripture, Jesus calls Levi, or better known to us as Matthew, a local tax collector. Last week, we heard the account of Jesus calling the fishermen Simon, Andrew, James, and John. Jesus invited these men to discover a new reality, not Narnia, but the kingdom of God. Jesus asked them to come and to see and to follow. Jesus then asked them to share the good news with others. Jesus dined at Levi's house, and together they shared the good news with others. Jesus told the fishermen, I will take you fishing for people. Today we turn our attention to Jesus the evangelist. Jesus invites us to be eager, 
like Lucy, not only to experience a new kingdom, but in addition to tell others of the good news we have found. At the end of Jesus' journey with his disciples, he returned to this very same challenge. After Jesus' resurrection and before his ascension into heaven, Jesus had one of his last conversations with his disciples. Listen to these verses from the Gospel of Matthew. Now Jesus' eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When the disciples saw Jesus, they worshipped him. And Jesus came and said to the disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Come, follow, share. Come, follow, and share. Go, therefore, and make disciples. Recall these final words of Jesus, the Great Commission. The Great Commission is our charge to evangelize. The word evangelism means good news or gospel. Evangelism invites us to share the good news of Jesus Christ with other people. Jesus has commissioned us to tell others about him. Now, in full honesty and transparency, I have not always been comfortable with the word evangelism. I easily came. I easily followed. Fishing, more of a stretch. The word evangelism brings to my mind men and women on television who preach in flashy suits, healing people in great theatrical displays while asking for money. That's not the kind of preacher I strive to be. Most of us have experience of people knocking on our door and handing us religious literature and not taking no for an answer. I'm not comfortable doing such actions. Am I supposed to go on television or out into my neighborhood and convince people whether they're interested in talking to me or not to follow Jesus? Are any of you up for that? But Jesus has called us to share the good news about Jesus Christ. We're invited to share with our family, friends, and neighbors how Christ has worked in our lives and how Christ has changed our lives. Lucy desired to tell her siblings about Narnia. The disciples eagerly took up the task describing Jesus to others. Are you and I willing to come, follow, and share? Fishing for people changes lives. Imagine how our lives, your life, would be different if somebody, our parents, our grandparents, a school friend, a neighbor, or a co-worker, had not shared with us the story of Jesus. We would not be here today. Maybe our parents told us stories about Jesus. Maybe our grandparents took us to worship. Maybe a youth minister took us under his or her wings when we were struggling. Maybe a friend stood beside us at a time of crisis and prayed for us in the name of Jesus. Maybe a coworker listened to us when we hit a roadblock and suggested that Jesus could help. Without that fishing, that sharing, none of us would be here today. 
Those people who shared with us were following in the footsteps of Levi, Simon, and Andrew. Think about how John and James were called to fish for people. Now they understood fishing in a lake. They knew nothing about searching for people. The fishermen were uneducated from a poor community. Who was going to listen to them about anything? Levi was more likely to be called a traitor than a friend. Who would want to stop and have a conversation? And yet on the day of Pentecost, inspired by the Holy Spirit, in the capital city of Jerusalem, surrounded by the best and brightest from all over the world, the disciples described Jesus, his teachings, his miracles, and his resurrection. After hearing their stories, the people in Jerusalem were astonished. Simon Peter said, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. On that day of Pentecost, the church grew by 3,000 people. There are many people in our community who are hungry for good news. There are people within blocks of our congregation who long to hear healing words, comforting words, nurturing words, and saving words. Wherever you are today listening to this sermon, there are people in your community who are hungry for good news. When we learn to share our faith, we transform other people and discover more about our own faith. We utter words about God's love. We are able to live more fully while inviting others to do the same. Jesus did not hang out with only religious types. <laughs> he talked with scribes, partied with Pharisees. He hung out with tax collectors and sinners. Who do you hang out with? Are you working with and meeting new people who may need to hear a good word? Maybe you have a coworker facing a major struggle. Maybe you have a friend who has been hurt and damaged. Maybe you know someone who used to go to church but has gotten out of the habit. You do not have to be an obnoxious evangelist. You only have to be a friend and tell a story. You only have to throw out the fishing net or drop a fishing line. And trust me, God will do the rest. And I know that such sharing can be intimidating. You may fear that if we talk about God in the wrong place, we'll never again be invited out to lunch or a party. We might assume that people don't want to hear what we have to say. We're uncertain about which words to use. And yet, through my own experience of sharing with new people, I meet that I am a pastor. They always respond graciously and with curiosity. When I share that I'm a pastor, people respond graciously and with curiosity. Because there is a fundamental truth about the Christian church. The church universal, Burlingame United Methodist Church, does not exist only for its members. This congregation is not here just to meet your needs. The church universal and our congregation also exists for people outside our doors who need good news. Whoever, wherever you call your congregation, that congregation also exists for people outside its doors. When you and I have discovered a new reality, explored a new world, been called on one of Jesus's fishing lines, one of our primary goals is then to fish for others. We are to share the good news 
with others. This past week, I saw fishing for people in real time. I joined a new group on Nextdoor, a social app that connects neighbors. Perhaps some of you use the platform. I'm a member of the Burlingame community. And this past week, 30 of us were chatting in a subgroup on Nextdoor. We each introduced ourselves and one woman, Catherine, shared her post with these words. I love Jesus. That's how she started her post. She then shared that she loves hiking and cooking and reading. But what caught my attention were her opening words. I love Jesus. She was not boastful or aggressive, but simply declared that she loved Jesus. Encouraged by her example, I then told this new group of friends online that I am a pastor in our community. And I believe that I now have new opportunities to share God's love with my neighbors. Now let me share with you a quick word about the mission and vision statement of Burlingame United Methodist Church. If you're part of our community, great. Listen closely. If you attend another church, listen to what the mission statement is for your own church. Think about that. Maybe you can apply it to these same words I have to share now. Burlingame United Methodist Church does have a mission and vision statement. And in 2022, church council leaders will be spending time looking closely at that statement and how it might inform the work of our congregation. Here is what it says. Burlingame UMC exists so that all people are invited into our faith community, inspired by the life-changing love of God, and empowered to be followers of Jesus. Did you hear the first part of this statement? We exist so that our family, friends, and neighbors are invited into our faith community. We can even put invited again as number four. Invited, inspired, we're empowered, and we invite more people again and start the cycle over again. Burlingame United Methodist Church exists so that other people may hear Jesus' story and our stories and discover the good news about Jesus. I want to share with you three simple ways that you might share the good news with others, that you might fish for people. One is to show God's love in your life's walk. Be kind to everyone you meet. Be kind to the coffee barista, to the referees on your child's sports team, to others in a business meeting, to the person in line at the grocery checkout, show in your lifestyle that you are a follower of Jesus. Two, reflect Jesus in your talk. Engage in human conversation with people who need to talk. Do not be afraid to speak to others you meet. Like my friend online, do not be hesitant to say that you love Jesus. And third, as a congregation, let us welcome one another and new people into the love of Jesus we find here. Speak to the person you don't know in worship, especially if someone appears new. Reach out. Tell them your name. Ask if you can help. Point them to the restroom. Tell them about coffee after worship. Help them feel comfortable. Show the gospel in your life. Show the good news in your talk. And show God's love through hospitality on Sunday mornings. We can all live those out in our daily lives. 
Today, I invite you to join the disciples in me, to go share the good news and to fish for people. For those of you who are listening online, I want to share with you a short poem, a message from United Methodist Bishop Reuben Job. This is a short invitation I included in my church's newsletter this week. When I preach this sermon live in worship, we will conclude with communion and inviting everyone to come to the table with a message that there's room for more and to go out and share the news and invite others to come to the feast. For you listening here today, I want to share with you these good words, an invitation to share your story and to fish with people. So let us end with these thoughts. Again, these are words from Bishop Job. I invite you to share your story, to give witness to ways in which God has fed you, nurtured you, led you, and helped you to discern God's will. Try to keep it brief and honest. Permit God to guide you in the sharing. Allow God's Spirit to speak to you and through you. To tell one's stories to build the reservoir of truth in the world. Your experience is unlike that of any other person, and yet like every other person's. Only you can share your part of the human experience. Only you can make this offering to God. Only you can make this offering to the community. Only you. Only you. And you will discover, as others have discovered, that when you tell your story, the truth of it becomes plain, not only to the listener, but to you. Thanks be to God. Amen.